Hello and welcome to the new paradigm of women's awakening, sacred remembering. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. I invite you to step out of the old and into the new. Let's imagine together that we're walking toward a lush and glistening landscape. You notice forests and trees, crystalline water and rich black soil. The soil is different than any soil you've ever seen and you can't help but to take off your shoes and slide your toes into the soil. You've never seen or felt soil so rich or so replenishing. Your feet begin to sink down and into the soil like feet do as we stand beside the ocean and waves lap at our ankles. And as you sink down into this soil ankle deep, you realize that you are in touch with something else. There's this golden thread, this gold frequency that runs through this soil. It connects everything, like mycelium. It's in the earth, the trees, in you. And as you lift your head and you look around, you realize that there are other women also in this grid, the soil, connected via the gold frequency a unified network, and you are a part of it. And you breathe this all in deeply into the space of your heart. Welcome to Sacred Remembering, the podcast and live community for modern women waking up to the full and unified truth of who we are, standing prosperously now in that truth. You were planted here on earth at this time because there is something so unique inside of you. And when you ignite it, you light up the entire planetary grid. The answers that are needed on earth now are inside of modern women. They're inside of you. So go ahead and tilt your face upward towards source and allow the seed of sacred remembrance to open inside of you in that warmth. We're a community and network of women lighting up the globe by standing in the emanation of exactly who we are. Sacred, sovereign, creational, unified, and incredibly committed to love. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for being here. My guests and I hope that you glean so much transformative information on this podcast in each and every episode. I am so passionate about helping women to reframe our innate value and how we decide to exchange that value. So let's get clear about the intentions that are going on here with this podcast. This podcast is a gift to you. It is free. It is an act of service on my part to produce it. If you would like to take action to reciprocate for this gift, I'll mention a few things that are super helpful. 
One, you can rate and review this podcast on Apple and Spotify, because the more reactions that it gets, the more this information can reach more people. And the more this mission of sacred remembering and modern women standing in their truth can spread. Two, you can sign up for my email list at sarahpoet.com and follow me on Instagram at Embodied Breath. And this is helpful because I do intend to publish books and publishers are looking at those audience numbers. So if you want to help me play that game and in the meantime, get super valuable content from me, then you can stay connected in that way as well. If you would like to receive more via exchange, you can again, sign up for my email list, receive my new ebook called No Limits Going Beyond the Need for Boundaries by Redefining the Value of Your Feminine Resources. I'm excited about this. You can see that talking about the empowerment that is possible with women redefining our feminine resources is a hot topic for me right now. And of course, you can always pay forward this podcast episode by sending it to a friend. Thank you for your participation and your energy exchange at any level. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. Now let's begin. Hello, beautiful sacred remembering community. This is Sarah Poet. It's great to be here with you today and sending out so much love and connection to you in this moment, whenever it is that you are listening. And today I am, I'm excited to bring you this topic today because we're talking about nourishment. Um, we're going to talk about healing this thing called the nourishment barrier. Well, first we're going to talk about recognizing if we have a nourishment barrier and then um, talk about healing it. And of course, I'm going to be sharing some of my sacred remembering journey around this topic in the last few months. And it's really impacted my life. It's it, <laughs> um, it has probably had more impact on my life than anything else in the last few years to really realize and be with this nourishment barrier and um, like deeply connecting with myself and what I needed to move through this barrier. So I really am bringing this forward because I, I think that it's something that we probably are all dealing with on some level. And this language around this kind of came back intuitively to me and um, activated some sacred remembrance. And then that allowed for me to presence with myself um, in some ways that are deeply healing. And I think that this topic really can help when we're talking about things like feminine receptivity and, you know, these ideals that oftentimes in like a spiritual coaching space or a masculine feminine polarity space, there would, you know, we'd talk about things like an ideal of feminine receptivity, but really, um, you know, like how does the body get there? How does the system really prepare for receptivity? And if you think about it, 
receptivity and deep nourishment really go hand in hand because we want to receive the things in life that are really, truly, deeply nourishing. Um, and so we're going to like deepen into this topic today. And um, <laughs> this is just coming up to say like, this is really like a no hype zone. <laughs> That's been coming up for me recently. It's like, you know, I I don't really have any hype sort of left in me. <laughs> I don't know if those are the right words, but it's like, I don't desire to hype. I don't desire to hype you up about anything. I don't desire to, you know, sell through hype. What I desire to do is really create these opportunities for us to truly change our lives through um like through the energetic embodiment of you know these new like restored healthy frequencies that really want to come through and so when we're talking about sacred remembering just first please just like let's review a little moment here before diving into today's topic when we're talking about sacred remembering, we are talking about you deepening into the experience that is you. You deepening into the into the becoming of your soul's truest, truest expression in this lifetime. And, you know, allowing yourself the space the time, you know, the days, the months, the years to really just continually follow this path of sacred remembering. This is not a hyped up sort of um, game that we're playing. This is a deepening, a way of life, a way of life to continually remember more and more and more of the truth of who you are. And as we are more nourished, we have more of a felt sense in the world, more of a sensation of existing that that is belonging. And I want that for us. I want that for us as women instead of like hyped up, people that are like clinging to memes and, you know, not really deepening into what it takes to authentically change our lives. So just a reminder too, that I am available to walk with you over a series of months. You know, if you have like a deep transition that you're going through, or if you're recovering from religion or a relationship that has not been serving you, or if you are standing in the truth of who you are and you don't want to hype that, you want to make sure that you land that in the earth, that you be that, you can reach out to me. I do one-to-one support, and I also have the Sacred Remembering community for us for this purpose. Um, Also, the portal door is a mm, 12-week transmission, a support for 
um, times of transition and we're crossing over into the new year. I know many of us feel that it is the time to stand in the truth of who we are and the truth about the what's going on inside of this space called the portal door is that this organic creation, this energetics of creation want to support you at this time. So I was called to hold this space called the portal door. It is open now, but you can listen to the transmissions at you know any time. And we find that in the sacred remembering community. So I wanted to just share that, you know, like if if you are enjoying this podcast, if you know that there is more for you, it maybe it's time to dive deeper. Okay. So great. I I wanted to like bring it like down. It's almost like to the earth level, right? Because if we're talking about nourishment, then we're also talking about the earth. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I have about 10 questions here that I've drafted over the last few days that are for you to um, help you recognize. I'm not diagnosing here, right? That wouldn't be my place to do that. But this is like, um, you know, like helping you to recognize that there may be a nourishment barrier at play in your life. There may be a nourishment barrier at play in your life. Um, And this is for awareness. This isn't for any sort of like perfectionism or shaming or anything like that, right? We are learning, we are opening up the field for curiosity and well, heck for magic and miracles, you know, for healing, for the right, you know, like the divine spark to go off where we recognize, oh my goodness, like this might be an area that wants more resolution in my life. And then it, you know, more integration (laughs) is always a good thing, right? But in order to get that like real and true integration, it involves really slowing down, really deepening, really presencing, not hyping. Okay. So here are your questions. Actually, I'll just, that's the first one. Like, do you enthusiastically sign up for too many things and then find that you can't finish them or that you don't get the true gift out of like the online course that you signed up for to improve your life? Okay. So if that's a habit that could indicate a nourishment barrier, do you work really, really hard in your life, but you don't actually see an impact of your work that you would like to see? Do you wish that you had more support and you just really, it gets you down that you don't have more support around you in your life? Do you pretend like you've got it all handled all the time? Do you resist asking for help? Do you feel like your worth is tied to what you achieve? Do you have like a less than nurturing relationship with your parents, especially your mother. So maybe you experience more critique or like a pressure of performance from your mother instead of deep nurturing that could result in a nourishment barrier. Do you have gut issues, maybe long-standing gut issues? 
do you um, work really hard? And then when you finish, you might like collapse without celebrating. And, um, and then you just like get back up and you just do it again. And you're in that cycle of like, not really mm, like accepting the satisfaction of having finished something. Okay. Big one. Do you sabotage your health by eating what you know is going to make you not feel well or, you know, sabotage your body in some way? Like, do you have a cup of coffee, even though, you know, it's going to sabotage your gut lining and hurt your stomach, for example. And then lastly, do you stay in relationships or jobs that don't really excite you or feed you, but you feel like it's the only way? Okay, so that was a lot of questions. So let's just all breathe here. Like, yeah, I recognize myself in some of those. Okay. And then just like, let's send love to ourselves and to others as we are here and entering this topic and just you know, acknowledging that there are so many reasons why we have potentially struggled to really accept nourishment as women. And just also really acknowledging here with a big, beautiful breath into the heart space, full of love for you and others, that you can be deeply nourished. I can be deeply nourished. Hey, beautiful. Okay, so a little bit about my story. But I'm going to keep this really brief because there were actually a lot of pieces of this web. Okay, so, you know, when something is kind of coming to the surface of our awareness in our life, we'll be sort of uh, reminded in a few ways that it is a thing, <laughs> right? And so um, I, a few months ago, um, the thing that primarily stands out to me that was going on was um, my mother had come back into my life and I noticed that I was having a bit of a hard time swallowing my food. Okay. So like not, I'm not talking about like she's in my room and I can't swallow food. I'm saying like this was happening around the same time in my life. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Like the stress that I was experiencing in, you know, interacting um, was actually having this physiological effect on my body that, you know, I could have pushed through it. I could have like ignored it and just pushed through, but it was, you know, I was really curious. And there, it was also just, you know, this goes with the portal door it was like the end of the road on some patterns. Like I have had um, gut issues that have gone away and come back and gone away and come back really my whole life. And then, you know, when I lost a baby really early in my twenties, but like I had this really big belly, there was all this body dysmorphia. I've talked about this on the podcast, but 
like digestive issues and belly issues have been something that has been lifelong for me. And they were like flaring up at this time also. And like kind of worse than ever. And I didn't know if it was because, you know, perimenopause, like those spikes, right? Like I was talking about, like, it almost felt like there was this like a hot, cold thing going on in my gut. So another indicator, right? Okay. So I remembered that um, a very dear old therapist of mine who was really present for me after I left my marriage, um, she used the method Hakomi. It's spelled H-A-K-O-M-I. And in Hakomi, they talk about the nourishment barrier. So really, I'm getting this term from Hakomi therapy, okay? And Hakomi is a mindfulness-based somatic based kind of counseling. All right. And I did this for years in combination with internal family systems, like parts work. And it was super impactful for me. I've talked about that a lot in various episodes of this podcast. And I also almost went through a Hakomi training and didn't end up doing it because after overachieving for so long, I didn't want more trainings, <laughs> but I have definitely utilized um, aspects of Hakomi. I've done some weekend trainings with them, but I don't have a certificate. Um, I've used this stuff in my practice, you know, since I started embodied breath and sacred remembrance and um, client work because it's all trauma-informed. Like we're tracking in the body, the notices in the body that are correlated to, you know, thoughts. So for example, I notice that I have this like trouble swallowing and we have choices as humans to ignore, try to tamp it down, um, you know, hype it up, be stronger than it, you know, keep going. I've done plenty of that in my life. Um, or we have the opportunity to like really slow down and be with the body part that's getting our attention and, you know, breathe and inquire, right? And that can be the part that, you know, you can walk yourself through it. I can walk myself through it at this time. I also really love having people hold space for me. You know, we need each other on this path. And so it's like both and, right? So that's what Hakomi is in a nutshell, right? Like mindfulness-based presence, okay? So that these... Uh, parts of us that are kind of stuck can release and integrate and go back to wholeness and fullness instead of staying, you know, um, in, instead of, and the word isn't coming to me, but like pushed away, you know, or like sometimes when we don't like a part of ourselves, we like try to push it away. Um, and so we want to bring it back to integration and wholeness. Um, okay. So 
so we are we're tracking subtleties. Actually, I'm going to do like kind of two definition things right here. So tracking would mean can you follow with your mind's attention, your mind's eye, so to speak, can you watch and feel and track sensations in your body? And this definitely requires like time to develop that skill because most modern humans move very, very fast and don't slow down to track. And then it's also just, you know, taking that attention that's usually placed in the external of our lives and then being satisfied to bring that attention and focus back to the internal, which is just such an act of love. You know, if you think about that, like taking the time to really turn the attention to the inside and presence with yourself and track what is truly going on. Most people avoid that like crazy. So, you know, if we want to heal this nourishment barrier, we need to be able to track and presence with what is. Okay. And then, like, you have these like little breakthroughs, and that's where it can be good to work with a practitioner. And the other thing that I just want to presence with here is like, we are talking about subtleties. Okay, we're talking about subtleties. We're not talking about like gung ho healing massive patterns in a minute. Just take this class, right? That's the hype culture. We're not doing that. We're talking about deepening, like maybe more than you ever have before, just like deepening into complete acceptance and love and care of whatever is, whatever is there. Okay. I have one more kind of academic thing for you about Hakomi, but it's super important for you um, to understand that there's a cycle. Okay. So I remember my old therapist, Anne, talking to me about like a rest and replenishment barrier. And she also talked about this nourishment barrier, but I think at the time I was so aware that I was having a really hard time resting. Okay. So here is the cycle. It's called the sensitivity cycle in Hakomi. You can look it up. Okay. So here's the cycle. So imagine this is like going, you know, clockwise in a circle, right? Okay. First you have an insight. You get you get clarity and you have insight. And this is if the cycle is working, right? Then you take action on your insight and you complete it. So kind of to the east of the circle is action and completion. And then moving south, you have satisfaction and nourishment after you've completed the action. And then going to the west, you have rest and replenishment. So we love feminine masculine here on this podcast. And I've often talked about cycles. I think I actually talked about this in my TEDx, you know, where like the feminine is going to go down deep into the nourishment, 
and into the like the rest, get the insights, right? Give that kind of to the masculine. The masculine is like, oh, clarity, decisiveness, takes action, and then, you know, comes back into the completion cycle again. All right, not to distract us, right? So staying with the sensitivity cycle, you can ask yourself this, like, because at each of the four locations in this cycle, you can have a barrier, you can have a block. So you can have a block to insight and clarity that would then put up a barrier right there that would impact you taking action. Like, do you know anyone who just like kind of hems and hauls over what they should do and they don't really like take action around what they should do? Well, then if the action isn't taken, you can see that, you know, there there wouldn't be any completion, okay? All right, so we get hung up at these different four, you know, stops along the cycle. If we don't complete the action, there's like this completion barrier. Nothing gets done. We don't see um like the the impact of like our our creations kind of don't come to life. Okay? Then Let's say you do or don't complete something and then there's this nourishment barrier. So if there's a nourishment barrier, you never feel the full satisfaction of what you've done, of how you've used your energy. Okay, so we can already see and feel that there would be a lot of like wasted energy in the cycle if you have barriers in any of these four places, which we all do. We just all do. Okay. And then, you know, <laughs> I think many people are like skipping over the nourishment and satisfaction, and then also probably skipping over rest and and like just going on to the next thing, like trying to get the next idea and take the next action. You know, if you were stressed about money or finance, it would be difficult to like really rest into satisfaction and deep rest and nourishment because you would just be like looking for the next idea to take the next action and then like wondering why it's not working for you. Um so, you know, in my experience and with this cycle, it's like choosing to stay in the nourishment and satisfaction and really experiencing quite deep integration on that level then improves the rest of the cycle. Said another way, as I deepen into the nourishment aspect, then I'm actually sleeping much better. <laughs> My sleep is far less erratic and I'm sleeping kind of more than I have in years, like just so soundly and so deeply. And like this is coming because I'm addressing the nourishment. And so then when I wake up, I'm not as haphazard in like, what action am I going to take? Because I'm deeply nourished. I'm deeply rested. And then I'm going to get clearer insights on which actions to take. 
Okay. Is this starting to make sense? Like if you heal any one part of this cycle, the entire cycle is going to upgrade. Okay. Okay, so I think what I want to do now is go through the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual kind of layers of this and um, share with you some notices that I had and then some ways that I like stayed in the nourishment at each level. So now this is like according to Sarah Poet, right? So Hakomi is talking about the sensitivity cycle that, you know, I definitely um, appreciate that model, but um, you know, in this space and, you know, in sacred remembering and um, in the work that I do, like we're not only 3D creatures. We're not only humans with nervous systems. I talk about this all the time. We're like multidimensional humans. And so, you know, the nourishment barrier wouldn't just be about food in the physical. It would also be like, well, you know, what is our connection to the great mother, the holy mother? Like, do we know that? Right. And so we need, you know, to heal the nourishment on all layers and levels. And this is restoring the deep feminine, you know, in us, in the earth, and really like bringing that wholeness back. It's like, um, you know, if a forest is like, uh, clear cut and the nutrients are like diminished for a time and then it regenerates and it grows back. This is what we're talking about. We're, we're like allowing for this deep regeneration, the regenerative feminine that I talk about with Heartland, you know, the, the deep replenishment of the feminine on all layers and levels, not so it can hype about the feminine and like, oh, just receive this and that and yada, yada. It's like, those are a lot of nice theories, but what is really the um, like true reclamation of the feminine is, I mean, I can't think of anything, but like deep nourishment being more descriptive of, um, of the like return, the true return of the feminine. So let's explore this on physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual levels. And friends, I really want you to think about this beyond just this podcast and let this activate this curiosity in you as to how this is showing up in your own life and to how you want to experience more nourishment on these levels of existence because, you know, my story is just one woman's story. And I was thinking about this before recording. And it's like, we all have our own relationship with nourishment. We all have so many nuances of this that like you turn on your curiosity here and be like, well, oh, you know, what is my relationship to nourishment in the physical? What am I noticing? What wants to be presenced with? Okay. So I will just speak about um, a couple of examples and how my sacred remembering path sort of like showed me some answers um, to my curiosities, right? We live the questions, we receive the answers. So, so I was noticing this part about like food and, and I just started to ask my body what it really wanted to eat. And what it really wanted to eat were like, I mean, we're going into fall time and it wanted like 
recipes, not snacks, not quick things, but recipes and um, lots of like ghee and butter and squash. And I think I had more coriander in the, or not coriander, um, cardamom cardamom. I couldn't think of that word. I ate more of that in October than I ever had before in my life because my body was like, you know, like, give me flavor, give me nourishment, give me just like warmth. Right. Um, so that was really important to ask the body and take the time, like, go back to, you know, like slow food, just take the time to like really be with the food and prep the food. And I think that gets the body ready for eating like over a longer period of time. And that was really nourishing. Um, Even making sure that the body's like really comfortable while it's eating, you know, that's really nourishing. And then I was tracking just with just such gentle attention and such a gentle breath, I was tracking what was happening when I was swallowing. And really, it didn't take very long for me to notice, you know, where the tension was, where there should have been expansion. And then so, you know, so much care, like maybe even with my hand on my throat, just like, gently presencing with this part of me that probably formed long ago from a fear or something like that, right? Just like gently, gently presencing. And um, in Hakomi, they do a lot of like touch, like presencing with the part of the body that has the tension so that the tension can just like ease up and let go. And then the body will stop, uh, potentially stop or eventually stop, um, thinking that it needs to tense at that point. Right. So this is how this works. I would say I might jump around here a little bit because I'm thinking of these different examples, like the emotional layer of this was also noticing that. So I have a teenage son and noticing that he was also kind of preferring to snack. And I was like, oh, you know, potentially he's experiencing a nourishment barrier as well. Um, like we're not cooking together as much as we were. And so I started to like make him warm breakfast with a lot of like cinnamon and cardamom. And um, I asked for us to spend like our time together that we connect because teenagers don't want to spend a whole lot of time with their moms. But it was, I just asked him if we could start to spend time together cooking. And so our family connection time is spent like making these deeply nourishing meals together and then eating them together. And so obviously that would be deeply nourishing. On more levels than one, right? Physical and emotional. And then the other thing that 
sort of was an interesting connection that happened at this time. And it happened through conversations with a friend and um, just almost like a sacred remembrance of um, gestation and like the nourishment of of baby, right? So I grew my child in me over 14 years ago now, right? And there was this like sacred remembrance of this topic of the mother and nourishment. And I was thinking about, you know, like, what did I feed us when he was in me? What did I know then? What was our gut biome doing then? What kind of stress was I experiencing that I passed to him, right? And I was really inspired by the work of a few women that I discovered at the time, um, one of whom is named Kate Pope. And I'm so sorry, I can't remember the other one. And they're doing this like mama baby gut biome regenerative cooking. And, you know, this, there's a part of me, multi-dimensional part of me that wasn't nourished by my human mother and I'm 42, right? So this was another aspect of what was coming up was like, oh, these layers of mothering nourishment and how we give ourselves the nourishment that perhaps, you know, wasn't received from our mothers, maybe even beginning in utero. So again, this is just kind of like a soul path here, friends. I was like, oh, what am I, you know, what's coming to me? What am I discovering? What am I thinking about? And so I actually really tuned into this woman who was teaching about the mama baby gut biome. And I was just like, what is she saying? And what kinds of prayers and intentions, you know, can I bring back to my own gut biome and to that of my 14 year old son? And like, what if we ate this way now? And so that was really, you know, yummy to like deepen into some more nourishing kind of like traditional cooking. Um, And then also right at the same time, I started to notice on Instagram, all of these ads for colostrum. And I was like, well, that's really interesting. You know, I I used to work in health food stores and um, I've actually never taken colostrum, but all of these ads were saying that it was for the gut. And, you know, I was like really committed to just nurturing and mothering and attuning to my gut and like bringing us right through the whole system, bringing us through to like a different integration level than I'd ever experienced before. Um, So I started researching colostrum and it is the um, original milk of, and this is bovine colostrum right in the supplemental form. And so I I had to do a little bit of prayer work because I was like, are the baby cows also getting their colostrum or is, you know, I'm taking it in a pill form. Like, 
I don't know how sustainable it is for the, for the cows that are kind of like in this system. So, um, you know, I gave a lot of gratitude for those, to those baby cows, um, because I, so I started taking colostrum, not the expensive kind in the Instagram ads, but, you know, a supplement from our health food store. And it was so nourishing to my gut. I would say it has impacted my gut, um, in a more positive way than like anything I've tried, but also probably because I'm doing all of this, like deep breathing and things like that as well. So I thought that 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 was really interesting that it was like the mother's original milk was deeply nourishing, you know? Okay. So what else? Okay, just three more examples um, that may spark something in you. One was about creativity. So I went kind of like into the earthly realm of like playing with clay. And I used to do that a lot as a teenager. And when I first went to college, kind of before the performance achievement bug really set in, I did a lot of clay and ceramics. And so being back with that not only took my brain kind of into a right brain orientation, but it also slowed my breath, really allowed me to deepen in and just kind of get lost in these like zones of creativity. And that was super, super good for allowing satisfaction as well, because when you're always trying to produce something like, you know, continual podcasts or content (laughs) or writing a book, you know, I get in this loop about always taking action. And so it's been really wonderful to be in the satisfaction of play and deep creativity rather than trying to always take action and like make something. Um, And then also with that, there was like this deepening into uh, the mystery around the portal door, which definitely came through the earth elements. Like if you listen to the last episode, it kind of came through um, a tree and the sacred information in, in this tree. And I mentioned this to say that um, part of the spiritual layer of these last few months for me has been around these heartland codes of going into the earth. And, you know, deep nourishment requires us to not always be like going up and out, but down and in down and in and into the earth and just imagining like this deep um support you know from the earth just spending a lot of time there and like allowing it was almost like all of the elements of my life went there with me and i said to a friend of mine you know i feel like i've allowed all of these areas of my life to compost and she said i think you have and that feeling is so amazing because in heartland we talk a lot about the fertile ground and so like allowing yourself to become the fertile ground 
allowing yourself to become like the rich, rich soil into which the new like seeds of consciousness and, and everything can be, you know, planted and allowing yourself to be the fertile soil into which, like, into which the sun shines and into which the sun warms, you know, there's a good womb metaphor right there too, right? So there's, there's a lot of like, um, threads being woven here together, but being in that earth energy is just so deeply nourishing. So, you know, stay connected friends, because all of these things, like we're going to continue to talk about this and we're going to journey into the heartlands and, and journey into these places. And while I'm thinking about this, I will share with you that in the sacred remembering community, we are now going to have a once a month journey into the heartland. We are going to activate these codes of remembrance and creation around the regenerative feminine. And we're going to do that once a month in a standing event. So please come on over. Um, and, you know, we're working with the holographic of the earth. We're working with like the earth medicine that we go and we feel when we put our feet on the ground. And then we're also working with the earth medicine um, that's, you know, like in the beginning intro of this podcast, we're working with the earth medicine that that is like, you know, when we close our eyes and we imagine and we journey and we bring those like future earth activations into our own lives, that's what we're doing as well. So, um, okay. Two more things. <laughs> um, so on that sort of multidimensional kind of, um, level, you know, this is where it's like <laughs> Sarah poet meets sensitivity cycle. Um, so there was this curiosity around, um, like my relationship with my mother has been so, um, challenging like over the years like the, just void of nurturance right and while i am a resilient person who's done a lot of work like there's still some just like gosh you know jaggedness around that just like it's it stinks right like um uh my mother didn't really hug she didn't hug or hold or or reassure like everything was really all about performance all the time and, um, and so I've done a lot of therapy around this over the years, right? But, you know, here it was back in my field. And I was like, I want to go to what I felt like in utero. Like, while I was in her womb, what was the uh, condition? Because I think I actually read an article around about the sensitivity cycle and the nourishment barrier and how it starts in utero for many of us. Okay. That was a really good article. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, sometimes the, the nutrients in utero are so void that like, you know, a, a fetus could even decide not to even enter the world because of how void, um, the nutrients are in the uterus. And so as I did this, as I did this like regression, you know, uh, like a, a journey, a traveling into that space, 
what I felt was um, as though my like baby skin was kind of on fire. Like, I don't know. I don't think it was like a toxicity. But whatever the um, lack of like nurturance was, was kind of being shown to me by like this really hot kind of toxic feeling on my skin and this memory. And also very interesting at the time, I was guided to do this um, transmission on YouTube. You can still find it there under the live videos about Sophia Gaia's womb waters. And so for a number of weeks, I was working with this, uh, you know, again, like we could say it's the heartland, this future earth, or this like divine remembrance, this frequency of the womb waters of Sophia Gaia. They're so warm and so nurturing and just like the frequency is just so, uh, oh my gosh, like fulfilling and um, yeah, it feels like a nurturance on all of the multidimensional, you know, levels of existence, right? Like these womb waters are so deeply nourishing to all aspects of us and they're available to us like right now, you know, no matter the age, no matter what we've been through. And so this transmission about the womb waters came through as, you know, a medicine, a healing across space and time for this, um, you know, nourishment barrier that had really been in place inside of the placenta where I should have been deeply, deeply nourished inside of those womb waters. But for some reason, you know, we could search for reasons for years, we could search for the explanations, so that our mental mind, you know, has some kind of answer and feels in control. Or we can attune to the experience, the felt sensation, the breath and how it responds and just allow new possibility and you know on the spiritual energetic layer and level like accessing all that wants to help and support right now and that's something that I'm really just being with and and kind of like allowing deeper and deeper into my system all the time that you know mother father god this universe like the whole of it really does want to nurture and support and like have each and every one of us experience deep satisfaction you know the hustle and the hype and the grind that is all just like a construct that was made in a false <laughs> matrix and so as we, you know, heal ourselves to wholeness in this organic architecture that I talked a lot about in episode 152, and I'll be talking about it <laughs> forever, you know, as we come back into the wholeness, we are really um, accessing the this organic template of creation and the organic template of creation is nothing but nurturing. So all layers and levels, we don't just stop with the 3D, but we also don't go fully spiritual and ignore the 3D, right? I really want to get this across here. It's like 
all layers and levels because how are you going to heal a nourishment barrier with only, you know, multidimensional journeying and and healing and clearing and um you know like yes journeys and mysticism and all of that and it's so wonderful and it's so healing but you live in a body you live in a body that might be having some digestive issues and so like you deal with that too okay and we're not it's like not beneath any of us to go back and and be with like these stuck patterns in the body and not just reach for the spiritual explanation for things or the spiritual um you know journey and just whatever like vision that's somehow going to explain what you're going through on a multidimensional level well Great, but how do you heal in the here and the now? And that starts really in the physical, okay? And I would say everything simultaneously, okay? So the last thing I want to talk about, I think, is the breath, okay? And the the breath that's really coming through as I heal this nourishment barrier is it's almost like a breath that I have like wanted to feel my whole life. It's like the thing you wanted to feel your whole life that you didn't know you wanted to feel. And it really truly at the core of it is erotic. It's like Eros. It's Eros returning to um to matter, to form, to woman, to body, to breath, right? And there's okay, so as we have fear as we have lack of nourishment as we hold our stomachs in um you know a friend of mine and I were eating like really nourishing delicious food a few weeks ago and we were just really admitting to one another how like our bodies struggle to digest even the most nourishing food and like there's sometimes a um you know a habit of like sucking in the belly or trying to deny what the body's doing etc So, you know, we, again, we all do these things and we have, I'm just going to say we do, we, (laughs) if you don't have any of this, then amazing friend, like, please tell us about it. But we have these like little ways of, um, clenching our stomachs or holding them in or holding a stress pattern in our stomach or um kind of like not breathing well and it comes from fearing that you know fearing something fearing we won't have enough fearing will be too much fearing um that we're not worthy of what we're ingesting it's so deep. It's so like threaded through the fabric of who we've been. And so like in all of this tracking, and I spend a lot of time sitting and breathing by myself uh, for now. <laughs> and in this tracking, I could notice that like there's a tension on the left side of my stomach, but there's also a tension on the left side of my head and my eyes would continually train left. And then as I opened up the stomach with the breath very continually, 
the eyes wanted to kind of search to the right. I don't know if you've ever done brain spotting, but it was like that. It was like far, far, far to the right, which my eyes never like naturally do because I they're always trained to the left. Well, come to find out it was a part of the same fear pattern. And, you know, as, as these leave, it's kind of like a little energetic, like burst of just like, okay, the body doesn't have to hold that anymore. And so truly I have been desiring this like erotic breath deep down in my belly for so long. For so long, at the risk of way too much personal information being shared, (laughs) I will say, you know, with the last man that I was with, like, and it's been a while because this was like a really traumatic experience for me. There was, um, it was like a traumatic experience on top of a lifetime of kind of overcoming traumatic experiences. And it was honestly the straw that broke the camel's back. That was like, I was, you know, desiring this like slowness and like deep um, presence with like the belly and just essentially like closeness and connection and eroticism. And like, he wasn't able to do that because of his own. And I'm not going to share any more about that. But Um, when the relationship like abruptly ended, I think I, you know, held that tension in my stomach. In fact, I know I did. And it really has taken um, a long time because that time in my life, friends really um, triggered like a big complex PTSD sort of reaction. Um, And, you know, so this is just like one little part of that. But I, in this area that like really desired safety and connection and just like the slowness of just a loving connection, when the opposite happened, there was like a holding pattern that um, came in the belly and the breath that really was linked to things from long, long ago. And so like the presencing with this, we can't expect our bodies to just heal and be over in a day, or, you know, we go to therapy a couple of times and get it gone. It's like, you know, some people call it reparenting, but I don't, I don't even think it's that it's like just being so gracious with yourself that you don't even know like what the result is going to be or you know what's going to you know come about as a result of you presencing with yourself you just know that there's nothing that's more important than that And yeah, maybe it was like a place of, hmm. I would say that this is always true. Like there was, there was a need that wasn't met 
right? At some point in your life, at some point in like your need for, for connection, your need for deep nourishment, your need to like have what you, um, you want to have what you need to have and your, your ability to ask for that and receive. And so many of us have experiences of like needing or asking for help, support, connection, and like, and not getting what we needed. And so that's where the barriers actually go up. Okay. That's how it happens. Like, you know, that's how the insight barrier goes up and that's how the completion barrier goes up and the nourishment barrier. It's like, we think that it's not safe. We think that we can't have. And so presencing with those parts of ourselves that wanted the deep nourishment, wanted it throughout lifetimes, throughout dimensions, throughout realities, wanting that love, for example, of the mother, the deep nurturance of the mother, and then calling it back to yourself and remembering it throughout all layers and levels of existence, right? Allowing yourself to have the deep nurturance and giving that to yourself because you'll need this like wholeness of this cycle. You'll need this integration of you to fully live in the truth of who you are. Before this integration, we're using so many compensatory strategies. We're faking it. And I know this because I was doing it. Like, <laughs> with really with really good intentions and some survivalist instincts, right? But like, it's like, when we have these um, parts that don't feel nurtured or that needed these compensatory strategies, we come, yeah, we come up with like, okay, if I if I'm not fully integrated and fully whole, and I don't feel fully confident in myself and like fully fully love myself, then what can I say or do to continue to get needs met? to keep on keeping on, to survive in this world, even though I don't feel fully nourished. So how, my friends, are you doing that? In what ways are you doing that? And in what ways do you want to stop? Okay. So in all honesty, I have just spent a number of months letting it all compost, not knowing what I was going to do or make next, not knowing where the money's going to come from, like not, not knowing what was on the other side of this, just knowing that I wanted deep nourishment. I wanted integration. I wanted that like deeply erotic breath down in my belly. I wanted when I walk into a room to not have to hype for one fucking second. And I love that. I love like 
emanating a frequency of a deeply nourished woman who knows who she is. Other results of having done this, my digestion is more healed than ever. Um, I want far less sweets. My body is intuitively only eating what's necessary and then like not needing more than that. Whereas I think before I overate quite a bit, um, like an embodiment of arrows, like never before, um, definitely less rushing. I said that already more strategic, far less wasted energy in my system, in my life, far deeper rest. Like I said, more receptivity. And this is one of my edges. And I'll share that as well, that, you know, when we talk about feminine receptivity, we know that the feminine needs to feel safe to do that. It also needs to be throughout the entire blueprint of her body and energy field that she is really ready to receive in the goodness. Like the fertile soil receives the seed, receives the sunlight. And so I think that this has way more to do with true feminine receptivity than most of the mumbo jumbo out there. And you can feel into that to see if you agree with that or not. But, you know, receptivity is nourishment. If what we are receiving is truly meant for us, and if it's not truly meant for us, then we don't need to be receiving it. That would be consumption. I don't need, you know, 10 pairs of the same kind of shoe because that would be overconsumption. That would be out of integrity with the system. And, and it wouldn't need, like, clearly there's not satisfaction there in that overconsumption. These are the chapters that I'm currently writing for Heartland right now. <laughs> These are the chapters I've been working on for a long time. The ones about, you know, consumption patterns. So many, many times we overconsume to try to get to satisfaction, but we don't even actually get there because our system doesn't know how to receive the nourishment. So you can imagine after listening to this whole thing and wow, go you that you stuck it out this long with as much talking. Thank you for listening and start to look at the connections like, oh, how I, I'm curious, how does my relationship with food, how does that relate to my relationship with money or clients? or job offers, or love, right? Like look at receptivity and the relationship between receptivity and nourishment. And maybe, just maybe, the area that you're not receiving is the area that you're not yet ready to receive nourishment. But maybe now you are, okay? So much love. Thank you for listening to all of this. Please reach out if I can do anything for you or if you would um, like to tell me about how this episode impacted you. 
And please be sure to rate, review, subscribe the podcast and share it, right? So um, one thing that we can always do with sacred remembering and the podcast and just women's work in general that you like and love and that impacts your life, please share it with other women. And this is how we awaken more of the grid. And this is how we, you know, get resources into the hands of women, which is really important so that, you know, endeavors like the Sacred Remembering podcast and um, the the work that I'm bringing forward and then that, that, you know, all the women in the Sacred Remembering community are bringing forward. We want to support it. We want to share and spread the word. We want to like make this ideal of women supporting women, like an actionable daily thing in our lives that we really um, live by. And so that's my ask is to um, share with a woman that you think would benefit. And let's form community. Let's, you know, (laughs) let's get to know one another more. And um, we're doing that in the sacred remembering space. I hope that you will join us through the end of 2023. The membership is just $33 a month. There are between four and seven live calls a month that are full like activations. And then we're also weaving and continuing both the relationships and the dialogue about what we're seeing and noticing both on the calls and the podcast and the group. And we're uplifting one another's sacred remembering paths and the work that we are bringing forward that will change this earth and change women's lives and change the grids of this planet. So hope to see you in sacred remembering. So much love, and we will be back with another episode soon.